War never changes. Remember, no Russian. Did I ever tell you the definition of insanity? If I'm to choose between a greater and lesser evil, I'd rather not choose at all. I'm afraid. I don't know what to do. Everyone I have cared for has either died or left me. Everyone fucking except for you. Hey, what's going on, my friends? Welcome to the episode 13 of Let's Talk Video Games. My name is Walter Nunez, and I'm the host for this show. This week, PlayStation is pretty much the big highlight, so prepare yourselves for many information regarding Sony and games coming to its new console. We will also be talking about the Nintendo Direct Mini, which um, was kind of surprising because Nintendo has been very active lately. And this time we got this mini showcase of new games that we will be talking about a bit later. We'll be also talking briefly, very, very briefly about Mario 3D All-Stars because I talked about this um, game, this collection, uh, two weeks ago when it was first announced and I said that it pretty much was not worth the $60 Nintendo was asking for. However, I have changed my mind with, um, you know, the new information I've got, so I, I will be talking about that a little bit. And lastly, we will be talking about PlayStation 5. We'll talk about prices, release date, the showcase in general, games, it's gonna be a long one for PlayStation. So, without further ado, let's begin. As I said, we'll start with the Nintendo Direct Mini. This last couple of weeks, we've been having some interesting Nintendo announcements. This week, we are still getting them, and I'm quite grateful for it. This time, we saw the announcement of Monster Hunter Rise and Monster Hunter Stories 2, Wings of Ruin. Monster Hunter Rise is a more similar game to Monster Hunter World for instance, but it's just for Switch. For that game, we get new mechanics like the Wirebug that will help you traverse the terrain and also do combos when hunting some monsters. Also, we'll have a new companion uh, other than our usual Palico. We'll be getting this kind of um, wolf that will help you in combat and will be um, letting you get into its bag and, you know, travel the world. There are only five monsters um, announced so far, of which only Arceus is the one uh, returning. We should expect more information about this game, you know, as weeks go by. Monster Hunter Stories 2 continues the uh, JRPG genre that Monster Hunter Stories was, um, you know, giving us. In this game, we will explore the relationship between man and beast. The Nintendo Direct Mini also announced more games for this year and the next one. For this year, we'll be getting uh, Sniper Elite 4 and Empire of Sin, all of these games on uh, Nintendo Switch. And for 2021, we'll be getting Balan Underworld and Rune Factory 5. Right now, for Switch, there's also available Hades, which just got out of early access on PC. It's also available The Long Dark and Ori on the Will of Wisps. 
All in all, I think the Nintendo Direct Mini was indeed small, but the announcements were so cool. So, so cool that, in my book, it made it a success. And now that we're talking about um, Nintendo, I think we should talk about the Super Mario 3D All-Stars game collection. Again, two weeks ago, we got this um, collection announced, and at the time, it honestly seemed like a terrible idea, you know? It being a direct board with no new things to offer and a price tag of a new game of $60, no thank you. However, after seeing some more information and, you know, some game captures, I've changed my mind. What looked like a direct board is more of a remaster of sorts, really. I'll say a little bit of graphic polishing, to be honest. Here's the thing, I didn't notice the changes when it was first announced because the game looked exactly how I remembered it. But then I saw the game, um, the original game is myself, and the changes were very noticeable. Super Mario 64 sees more crisp colors and textures maintaining the polygonal models. Super Mario Sunshine, for me, has the biggest change of all. The game finally eliminates the pixelated and sometimes blurred textures. That small change was so big that it looks like almost a complete remaster. They also changed the aspect ratio for it to fill the Nintendo Switch screen. And finally, Super Mario Galaxy gets a new polishing, small polishing on graphics too, that makes the game look like a current gen uh, title. Honestly, Galaxy looked ahead of its time when it was originally released on the Nintendo Wii and was, you know, still standing strong on emulators even now. With the help of these changes done in Super Mario 3D All-Stars, it kind of makes the jump to the current gen with ease. Overall, I believe Super Mario 3D All-Stars is worth it. I'm still missing, you know, Super Mario Galaxy 2, which is arguably the best 3D game Mario ever, but Sunshine, Six of War, and Galaxy are worth, as direct ports, at the very least, $40. With the changes to textures, effects, and the aspect ratio, I feel like $60 is a fair price, and one that is worth for you to get the experience of, of these three games on the Nintendo Switch. And that's it. That's <laughs> that's all I had to say about anything that's not PlayStation related because, damn, we got so much stuff to talk about um, regarding PlayStation and Sony and games. As I said, it's like 90% of this um, episode is going to be focused on PlayStation 5. Um, so I think we should start with the main thing, that's the console prices and release dates. PlayStation 5 will have two versions, the normal version and the digital one. The difference is that the digital version or edition has no way of reading games from a disc. Um, so you will need to buy all of your games online. That edition, the digital one, will cost you $400. The normal edition, $500. Now, it's obviously the same, well, if you remember, it's the same price as the Xbox Series X, the normal version. And the other one, the, the digital one, is a 
just a bit um, more expensive than the Series S, but we'll we'll get to that. Now, um, regarding the release date, there are two release dates, um, quite weirdly, because in some countries, the, the console is going to be released on November 12th, and on all of the other countries in the world, it's going to be released on November 19th. So, which countries will get uh, the console first? That's USA, Japan, Mexico, Australia, New Zealand, and South Korea. Again, all other countries will have to wait seven more days for um, for getting their their beautiful new console. Uh, so, you know, what, what are these additions with um, the digital one and the normal one? What are they going to have? What's the main difference between them or the differences? Well, um, the main addition has 16 gigabytes of GDDR6 RAM, 825 gigabytes of uh, storage space, an AMD 8 core CPU, and a 4K Blu-ray optical drive. This means that we will be able to uh, play games at 4K and 60 frames per second. Now, the digital edition of the PlayStation 5 does sound, as I said, more expensive than the, than the Series S, $100 more to be precise. And it sounds like it's almost the same thing, but just pricier. But that is not the case. The thing is, the digital edition has the same power as the normal PlayStation 5. The only thing it lacks is an optical drive. So, for a $100 discount, you get an all-digital experience on the newest Sony console, which is a pretty decent amount of discount, to be fair. And, you know, also after showing this uh, release date and prices, Sony made available almost immediately the pre-ordering for the console, which obviously generated a wave of people trying to get their hands on it, and also people trying to resell for exorbitant prices uh, the, the console. In most places, the console uh, pre-orders ran out in a few hours. Does that mean that you are out of luck for the release date? Probably not. I imagine that Sony, after seeing the amazing response from players, will make more pre-orders available for both release date and, clearly, Christmas. Just don't worry just yet, but try to subscribe to email notifications from your favorite retailer so you know when there are more consoles available. If you, like many other players, are wondering about retrocompatibility, the answer is yes, there is. However, there's only available for PlayStation 4 games. That's not, um, that's the thing, you know? You will not be able to play on your PlayStation 5 any game that um, is only available on PlayStation 1, PlayStation 2, or PlayStation 3. So, you know, th now that we're talking about release date, I think we should... I think we should talk about the showcase in general because we saw some exciting games that will be coming to this um, new console of Sony. The show opened with a very, very strong um, title that was Final Fantasy XVI. Square Enix showed a mix of gameplay and cinematics on the trailer where we got to see, you know, some combat and monsters. Uh, 
you know that th those those monsters actually reminded me a bit of The Witcher Three. To be honest, we are seeing a game that looks more like a classic Western fantasy title than what we are usually seeing on fantasy on Final Fantasy titles. I don't think this is necessarily a bad idea because expanding your horizons always helps you know, get the best from a franchise. And after so many games, I believe it was kind of necessary. I'm not really into Final Fantasy, but I may give this one a try. And after Final Fantasy, which was pretty good, uh, we saw a new game. Completely new game. No one was expecting it. And I think it's gonna be... It's going to sell so, so good because the name of this game is Hogwarts Legacy. This game, created by Warner Bros., is an open-world RPG set in the wizarding world created by J.K. Rowling. The game is set on the 1800s, roughly 100 years before Harry Potter was even born. We will explore what Hogwarts was before being marked by Tom Riddle and Dumbledore, even before Newt's commander. So, what will we see? Apparently new stuff that relates to the stuff we know. What I mean by that is that things like the Forbidden Forest and Centaurs will exist, but the context of them will be different. New areas and stories will be available, and we will probably focus on creating the legacy of the Hogwarts known by Tom Riddle and Harry, and we will be able to play it on 2021. It's worth noting that the game has no involvement of J.K. Rowling. It's her world, obviously, and the foundations were set by her, but she's not making any decisions regarding what we'll see on Hogwarts Legacy. After that announcement, we saw another Another thing that was even more uh, impressive, at least for me, and we saw Spider-Man Miles Morales' gameplay. We saw what we were expecting, really. The combat is Marvel's Spider-Man, but with different suit powers, because Miles. And we saw Miles as a normal person, and Miles as a Spider-Man, which makes me think that we will see again this amazing duality presented with Peter Parker. It is very, very welcome, you know, uh, to have the seeing the two two faces of the coin because usually in most superhero games you don't get to see that they are mostly focused on showing you the action and the superhero kicking ass and saving the world, but superheroes are also people and well, they have a like other stuff to do usually. Uh, especially Spider-Man. He has another life that's separate to, to the Spider-Man life, and showing both of them really gives uh, a depth to the character. There's also another thing that was really cool that was explained, is that if you are getting, you know, the PlayStation 5, Spider-Man Miles Morales will be released on November 12th, so it's a game that will be released alongside the console. But also, uh, you will be able to get this game on PlayStation 4. So, that's great. We are not having um, this Spider-Man game as a PlayStation 5 exclusive. Now, we also saw uh, Demon's Souls remake. 
In case you didn't know, and the name kind of sounded a little bit familiar, it is the spiritual predecessor of Dark Souls. The original game was created by From Software two years before Dark Souls 1 was released, and the premise is pretty much the same. Demon's Souls is the game that showed developers and the gaming industry that hard, challenging games are attractive and sell very well. Now, Bluepoint Games is delivering a remake that will be available at launch on PlayStation 5. It is worth noting, first of all, that the game is a temporary exclusive. This means the title will be eventually available in other consoles. Does that include PC? We are still unsure about that one, but Xbox Series X is almost a guarantee. Now, what has changed from the original game? Well, the color palette is one thing. We are seeing a game with brighter and clearer colors. The original game was kinda cloudy and too dark, and this time we are seeing more light in the setting, but that helps the textures and new models really show the scariness of the game. The combat will also see a makeover with inspiration taken from the original source. Sadly, the original gameplay hasn't aged well, so these changes are very, very welcome. A thing that bothers me a bit, and that's maybe just because I'm peaky, I'm too peaky at times, is the you died screen, which appears when, when well, well, you die. The font is just weird. Demon Souls and Dark Souls series have a gothic font for the dying screen that give this kind of medieval vibe. This time, though, the screen feels out of place. I... I don't know, it immediately caught my attention, and not in a great way. I looked in the internet for more people having this issue uh, uh, with the font, and apparently there are some that are as bogged as me. It may be something small, but honestly, branding is important, and fonts are a very, very important thing when you are trying to build a brand. Now, we also saw some smaller announcements, so... In case you're wondering, Fortnite will be available at launch too, and Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War will be available on November 13 for PlayStation 4, and on Christmas for PlayStation 5. Other than that, we saw Oddworld Soulstorm, which showed a new trailer too. This game is a follow-up on the well-received Oddworld, new and tasty. Soulstorm is the newest game from Oddworld Inhabitants, that's the name of the developers, and in this game we will explore a new adventure that starts with uh, within a desolated desert where you have no food and no water. However, uh, we will soon find a nice delicious drink with some interesting ramifications. All in all, the game looks fun and a nice successor to New and Tasty. The developers are trying to get more in-depth with the story while maintaining the mechanics that made, that made the first game successful in the first place. And talking about these kinds of games that are sequel of sorts, we also saw a trailer, super small trailer to be honest, teaser trailer I'll call, I'll call it, um, of Five Nights at Freddy's Security Breach. 
It has been a few months since we learned that this game existed at all. And the trailer, again, was not super revealing. We now know, though, that the game will take place in Freddy's Fazbear's Mega Pizza Plex, a place where children, you know, make parties like a Chuck E. Cheese's. However, this uh, time we are haunted by a female animatronic. And that's it. That's all we know. So it's just, I don't know. I think the, the teaser was only, the only purpose of it was to hype people up. But I've never played Five Nights at Freddy's. And I'm not super excited about this one. And seeing that teaser trailer didn't make like a big change. Uh, on my desire or lack of desire for the game. But anyway, whatever. Uh, we also saw something that was really cool. That was the second trailer of Resident Evil Village. This game, which is the eighth one, uh, is just getting weirder and weirder. Uh, this is like a direct follow from the seventh game, uh, Resident Evil Biohazard. And this time we see Ethan... Winters uh, going to a village uh, the time when his wife is killed by Chris Redfield for some unknown reason. The game is said to focus on hallucinations, occultism, and insanity. It is clearly a departure from what Resident Evil has been doing for so many years, but it feels very related to Biohazard. I know hardcore fans will not like it, probably hate it, but I enjoyed Biohazard and I can't wait for this game that will be released next year. Now the last announcement or kind of announcement was more like a teaser again, teaser trailer like the Five, Night, Five Nights at Freddy's thing, was a new God of War game. We saw an image and the name, that was pretty much it, um, of the game. It will be focusing on the Nordic gods. And we know that because the game, well, the game is God of War Ragnarok. And it will be released at some point on the following year. That's 2021. And even though this is not like a game per se, I think one of the most important things announced on the showcase was um, PlayStation Plus Collection which is a service that is equivalent to Xbox's Game Pass, but for PlayStation 5. Some of the games announced to be available right off the bat are God of War, Until Dawn, Days Gone, Bloodborne, Monster Hunter World, The Last of Us Remastered, Fallout 4, and Final Fantasy XV. There are a total of 18 games that will work as a starting point. And all of these are going to be playable on PlayStation 5. So that's pretty nice. Now, the explanation on the prices for this service are very, very vague. What I understood, and again, I might be wrong, is that if you have a PlayStation Plus subscription, you get the collection service for free. It is like an incentive for PlayStation 5 players. However, we are still waiting for a clarification on Sony's part, so just don't take my word for it yet. Before finishing today's episode, I believe we need to address which games are gonna get released on PlayStation 5. 
And these games are also going to be released, the ones I'm going to tell you, uh, with the PlayStation 5. That's the same day that the PlayStation 5 is um, releasing. That's 12 of November or 19 of November, depending on the country you are in. So the list is as follows. Astro's Playroom is a game that's going to be preloaded on your PlayStation 5. So you got something if you get the console. Demon Souls, Destruction All-Stars, Fortnite, which is free, Devil May Cry 5 Special Edition, which will be available digitally at launch, Godfall, Marvel's Spider-Man, Miles Morales, and Sackboy, A Big Adventure. It is worth noting, too, that Cyberpunk 2077 is released on November 19, so it kind of counts, too. Also, we have a list of all the games for now that will get a free upgrade for PlayStation 5. There were too many, so I'll give you the highlights for them. The, the most important ones, in my opinion. So, here it goes. Assassin's Creed Valhalla. This includes the PlayStation 4 version uh, that will be upgraded for the PlayStation 5 version at launch. Borderlands 3 will get a free upgrade to PlayStation 5 for owners of the game in PlayStation 4. Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War must own the cross-gen edition or ultimate edition on PlayStation 4 to get the free update or upgrade to PlayStation 5. Standard edition owners can pay an extra $10 for the upgrade to the PlayStation 5 version. Honestly, that's just shitty. But uh, whatever, you do you, Call of Duty. Control. It's uh, getting a free update for anyone who owns the Ultimate Edition on PlayStation 4. If you have the original release from 2019, you are not eligible for a free update. Cyberpunk 2077 will have a free upgrade that's going to be like a patch from, from the PlayStation 4 version to the PlayStation 5 at launch. And we'll also be getting additional free PlayStation 5 upgrades promised via a patch in 2021. Death by Daylight will also have this, Destiny 2, Dirt 5, Doom Eternal, Far Cry 6, FIFA 21, uh, but that's just gonna be for one year, Grand Theft Auto 5, uh, Horizon, Forbidden West, and yeah, just, it does make sense because, and it was also announced that Horizon Forbidden West, that's the second game from the, from the Horizon series, will be released too on PlayStation 4. And also Marvel's Avengers and Marvel's Spider-Man uh, Miles Morales. The last two games are The Witcher 3, which uh, we knew about, we talked about that like a month ago, and Watch Dogs Legion. Now here's the thing with these free and not so free upgrades. If you have the game digitally, the upgrade is direct. Depending on which console you are downloading, uh, you get the, the upgrade or not. What I mean is, if you download a game uh, into your PlayStation 4, you get the usual version. If you download it on your PlayStation 5, you get the upgraded version. So, easy peasy. Things um, get a bit messier when we're talking about physical copies. 
Because if you have a game of the ones I mentioned before on a physical um, disc, you need to insert that game into the PlayStation 5 in order to get your upgrade. This means that you need an optical drive. So you need the normal version of the PlayStation 5, the $500 one. So if you want to do that, if you want to use your physical copies on your PlayStation, just don't get the digital version. I recommend, though, that until you know which console you'll eventually get, start buying games digitally. And that's that's pretty much it, my friends. That's it for today's episode. Thank you all for tuning in tonight. I really appreciate it very, very much. Remember to follow the podcast on social media as Let's Talk VG. You can find all the relevant usernames on this episode's description. We now also have, that's uh, something pretty new, a Steam and Facebook group where, where you all can connect with other people and discuss games and announcements and, I don't know, share some maybe some interesting, cool, funny memes about uh, anything gaming related. The link for those will also be available on the description. So, anyway, I think that's that's all for uh, that's all for me. So we'll talk next Friday when we get another episode. Until then, stay safe. Cheers.